Yes, lads, what is going on? Welcome to Season 3, Episode 23 of The Renarchion. I'm pretty sure it's Episode 23. Um, in this episode, we have Chris O'Donnell. Um, Chris recently just competed for Ireland in the World Relays, where they got to the final, finished 6th, I'm pretty sure, and also booked their ticket to the Tokyo 2021 Olympics, which is huge for um, Irish Athletics. And uh, yeah, that's really, really exciting. In this episode, um, we do have uh, quite a lot going on. Um, we talk a lot about um, Chris's early days in running, where he picked up a good bit of early success. And um, then, you know, talking about his first Irish fest he picked up, all the Irish fests he's had um, up until now, all the different, uh, you know, national titles he's picked up, all the different national records he's picked up. And, um, yeah, a lot, lot more. So, it's a really, really great episode. And, uh, yeah, Chris is obviously a really, really sound lad. Before we get into this episode of the podcast, I just want to give a quick mention to a co- an Irish company called Skip and Rope that you might find over on Instagram, who actually sent me out one of the skipping ropes I have here in my hand. I've been using it on my rest days just for, you know, a bit of active recovery. And um, it's really, really good for strengthening up your legs and... Um, yeah, I've just been really, really enjoying it. Um, you can well, go give them a follow over on Instagram. The link is down in the description below. Where you can see their products, get a link to the shop and uh, give them a text if you have any queries about any of their products. So I do appreciate them sending me out this skipping rope and uh, yeah it definitely will be it will be put to really really good use again all the links to my twitch.tv for uh, for slash run the irish and one um, and my instagram and patreon are all down in the description below if you're watching this video on youtube make sure to hit that subscribe button turn the notification bell on to be notified when future episodes do go live and obviously if you listen to it make sure to give me a follow over on the run irish one dot official um but yeah that's it pretty much wrapped up and let's get into this episode with chris O'Donnell. Yes, lad, what is going on? My name is Amy O'Donoghue. People call me Dr. Josh. <laughs> My name's Lewis O'Loughlin. My name is Isolt O'Donnell. I'm Charlie O'Donovan. I'm Abdullah Joe. I'm Scott Fagan. I'm Mark Henry. My name's Cormac Dalton. I'm Paul Byrne. I'm Mike Morgan. More than a runner. The Irish Hammer. My name's Brennan. I'm Brian Bay. It's Dash Bar. I am a triathlete. Craig Engels. Cheryl Nolan. Sean Donahue. John Rankin. We got 10th at the World Championships in 2019 in Doha. I'm doing great. Just happy to be on the podcast. I'm a Man, I'm a man United fan. Let's get into this episode of the podcast. Yes, lads. So we are here with Chris O'Donnell. Uh, Chris, thanks very much for taking the time to come onto the podcast. I really appreciate it. How about it, Killian? Perfect. So, um, for anyone out there that might not know who you are, do you want to just give a, a quick introduction or a breakdown about who you are and what you're all about? Um, Chris O'Donnell, former underage footballer, now doing a bit of running. Um, Irish 400 meter champion the last three years. Um, and I have the national under 20 record as well. So, um, looking forward to the next few years. Definitely, definitely. And then from you know a lot of the information a lot of the races that i have written down here that was a very very humble introduction but it, it sets it up nicely to lead into everything else and you mentioned there obviously you started off as a as a soccer uh, soccer player for ben bulban fc which you know you got to a pretty high enough level um especially for your age obviously if you'd kept playing for a bit longer who knows where that could have ended up but thankfully you end up making that switch to running um, so kind of what, what led you to, to make that switch? Were you kind of always, you know, the fastest on the team, the fastest on the pitch, or was it just something you always wanted to pick up? Yeah, no, I was, yeah, I was always the fastest on the pitch, so I would have been playing on the right wing, you know, 
over the top balls, me to run on, try and cross it in. That was our, that was our plan A anyway. But um, it got to, I, I, yeah, I was a football man. Like my family were all football fans rather than athletics. So that's what led me down that path as a young boy. And um, it got to a stage where uh, I wanted to maximize my strength, which was my speed. So I turned up to the local athletics club to train twice a week with no intention of competing, just to solely use that to help my football. In the end, I was eventually persuaded to, you know, run the Connacht's for the club and I started to do well there and then qualify for All-Ireland, started to do well at All-Irelands. And the next thing you know, I'm running international schools and running for Ireland at under 16 level. So I couldn't really ignore that. Um, And I was doing well in the football. I still still had big ambitions in football, but it got to a stage where I was running for Ireland at the football or sorry, I was running for Ireland. And I just couldn't really ignore what was going on there. And so I said I'd give run in one year. And I just haven't looked back since. It turned out to be a really good year. And it's definitely something I'd like to go back to when I finish running for a new challenge. But um, I'm obviously happy with the decision I've made at the moment. Um, it was a tough one at the time because football was always my first love. But um, look, maybe it was a bit of faith as well that um, it came from doing a few competitions that I wasn't even planning to do. And they went well. And that was took off from there, I suppose. Yeah, so when was it officially that you joined the running club? Was that back in 2015? Yeah, um, I w- well, I would have been training with them for a few years before that without actually competing. But um, 2015, I would have even been before 2015, to be honest, probably going back to 2013 even, because 2014 would have been my first international with Ireland uh, at the schools. Um, I'll always remember that one because it's my first. So it would probably have been around 2013 when I first started to compete, yeah. It was all football until then. And I'd say, yeah, 2013, I was juggling both sports. And then the next year I said, look, we'll just give running one year. And, you know, I would have got a few internationals, a couple of national titles that year. And I just couldn't ignore that, to be honest. Yeah, that's literally what I was about to lead into. The fact that, you know, for the first year that you started running, juggling football and running, to then the next year when you were fully committed to running, to kind of making your your first ever soybs in technically your first ever year fully properly running so as you mentioned you couldn't really ignore that and in, in terms of your first soybs you know some people do be running years and years and then they only eventually get one maybe in their last year of school uh, kind of what was that like for you did you really understand how kind of not high of a level but for your age how high of an achievement that was and were you just happy to be running no i mean like see when you're that age Saevs is like the be all and end all it's it's yeah. the olympics you know so i'm like my coach thankfully had a long-term plan in place for me to peak later on i wasn't an absolute superstar you know i didn't go to Saevs and win gold or anything but it was great to run for ireland and i ran okay there as well but um yeah so when i was playing both sports and you know i i won a national title off juggling both sports we said look if we can focus on solely running then surely this is going to be um, where we can uh, have massive improvements and thankfully it led to that so um while there were some absolute superstars there at Sihabs who who aren't even running there now I'm glad that my coach would have had still a long-term plan in place because as I said that's kind of the be-all and end-all used I would have been happy to have my career peaked there at under 16 level because you know you can go into school and show off to your friends with your new Irish gear and all this but um thankfully you know I, I had uh, an older common influence around me to, to say look this is a long-term game and yeah we'll go to Saib and that's all well and good but we want to be ready for senior international and not be burned out because you know I've only experienced it firsthand you know I can t- 
think back to probably all Ireland under 15s and there was boys beating me by a mile and I'm saying how on earth am I going to get near these fellas you know and then a couple of years later they're not even running anymore so that's probably sums it all up yeah that's the thing especially in running it's all about the long-term goal because it's such an easy sport to burn out in because of all the intense training and maybe the high mileage you do. So it is all all really about, you know, looking at the t- long term is when, you know, the contracts are signed and, and the money's made. So, um yeah, that's that's a really good way to be looking at it. And then kind of your when, when you got your first IABS in, tw- in, tw- in 2014, did this kind of, you know, flick a switch in your head? Like, all right, you know, I'm only about a year in this and I'm already representing Ireland. Maybe I could go. A little bit further with this or did that ever cross your mind no 100 percent. once you get that first fest you're just like right when's the next one and thankfully there was celtic games as well that year afterwards so then you're when you got celtic games over which you're like right what's next year what can we go for and i think it was celtic games again and then it got to a stage where we're looking at qualifying time so that's the next step up so it would have been european under 20s and that was a big target of mine in uh, 2017 so we, we, I took a year out of school as well. It was my break between secondary school and, and college. And we said, right, we're going to go full throttle at European under-20s to get the qualifying time. So that's certainly the next step up from your schools and your Celtic Games is then making European championships uh, with your qualifying times. And thankfully, I was I was able to get that quite early. And it led to a, a full training year of focus, knowing that we're going to go to the championships now in, in July knowing that we have qualified good and early and we could plan our training around that for the whole year um and thankfully yeah those championships went 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 well as well it was a great experience and it sets you up then to look at right when's the next one it's after under 20s you're looking at under 23s and then it's senior level and my first senior international came quite early as well at the berlin european championships um so and 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 it's the same to this day you know I would have done world relays just last week and now i'm right what's the next one olympic games what's after that world championships olympics again you know it, it just really rolls on every time yeah it's really really good to hear kind of your not even just commitment but like excitement in a way just to keep getting out there and racing representing your country it obviously translates then into your train and having that kind of you know momentum going into your training which then obviously will lead back into you know, big, big performances on a big stage. So that's obviously really, really good to hear. Um, obviously, recently, you were, you know, running in more than 400 metre distance, like we saw in the World Relays. Um, kind of taking back to, to 2015, when you were first introduced to the, to the 400 metres, where you kind of got off to, to a pretty good start, would you say, finishing um, runners up and going underneath Brian Gre- uh, Gregan's uh, national record, running at 50-25. So did you kind of get hooked to the 400 metres straight away? I know it can kind of be like a, a cruel event, but kind of what was your mm-hmm. thought process going into, you know, from, I know still now and, now and then you, you run maybe the 1 and 200, but, you know, going into the 400, what, what was your thought process at that? Yeah, so I was primarily a 100 metre, 200 metre runner. So obviously you hear all the stories of the tired training and the dying in races or whatever. So you're a bit afraid of moving up, but um, going back to football, I, I got a serious aerobic base from playing all those matches. And, and it was always my coach's plan to move up to, to the 400. And we probably delayed it a year as well, just to you know ease me into it. And 2015 just came at the right time, I, I'd say. Yeah, and I, I was thrown into that race, uh, the All-Ireland. Uh, and when I finished second, I was like, right, uh, it's okay. Uh, second place, first 400, happy enough. 
and then you hear the time um so we were both under the under the record of the championship record of, of brian gregan so it said right you know if we're the second fastest of, of all time in, in this championship then we must be doing something right so then from that race it was just all 400s really the focus was i still obviously dabble in the 100 and 200 it's extremely important to still have the speed over the short distances but um it's probably yeah is the distance that has suited me down to the ground with as i said the aerobic pace from football and the sprint speed on the wing as well and having that bit of endurance work that i, I tend to do well with as well it's probably yeah an event that probably just fits me down right to right as a perfect match i suppose yeah definitely and then it, it kind of start going up from there eventually you end up winning gold outdoors in the 400 and absolutely smashing the previous record um of 4870 so um that must it that must have gave you giving you like real confidence boost kind of seeing that the training within the 400 really was paying off yeah i was i was uh that was an important win as well because it was a it was like a celtic games trial so as i was saying with the internationals so that was a big goal that year was to make the Celtic Games team for the 400 meters for Ireland. So winning that race, which was the trial race, meant that I was able to get on the team. And um, thankfully, then I was was able to go to Scotland and to to win gold in the 400 and the 4 by 400 at the at the Celtic Games. So then you're looking at, yeah, we're going to take the 400 series and try and just win win uh, as many national titles underage as we can, um, which I was thankfully lucky enough to to do. And then you're looking up to move to replicate that at senior level and i was able to do that um quite young as well so uh, yeah the distance um suited me down to the ground thankfully and you know when you get the taste of winning your first national outdoors which is what in the 400 which is what that was you just want to keep doing it again and again and uh, you know the hunger never goes away once you win one you want to come back and defend it again and um yeah that's always my goal you know to win the national title uh is always a goal you'll write down at the start of the year yeah 100 percent. and then kind of as you mentioned there previously like kind of going from then you know the world relays with them move on to the olympics and then the world championships it was kind of then the same earlier on in, in your career in the sense that yeah you won the the 400 meters and the outdoor nationals but then you went over to scotland in the celtic games and then you won the 400 meters there on an international stage so again that must have been a, a real confidence booster and a really important win for you to kind of show that you can you can still perform at a very high and fast level even on an international stage yeah it was good yeah so yeah you you look to win your national title and then you look right how can i replicate this now abroad so yeah that's one level and then the next step up is run doing it for ireland so to win a gold medal for ireland you know in any occasion is something that you know you have to be proud of and that um win you know i was a young boy obviously back then but it, it set me up you know and anytime now i go out and wear the green vest you know you just want to do your country proud and it was no different last week than it was to run the celtics in scotland you just you know you look down at, at, at the vest that you're wearing the the family and friends that you're representing and you, you just want to give it your all yeah 100 percent. and kind of on the topic of wanting to always come back and and keep winning and that hunger never going away that really did translate then into your amazing 2016 season kind of you know from what i have written down here 
winning the national under 19 and under 20 indoor 400 meters then going on to the under 19 200 meters uh winning the outdoor championships with a record of 2159 which still stands and then obviously the 4692 on the ifam to qualify for the, for the under 20 european championships in grosseto which is you know pretty in, in insane season to to put it in it to say the least even so kind of you want to do you want to just kind of talk us through that season from from the indoors and then to the IFAM championships? Kind of, you know, did you have momentum all the way through that season? Were there any kind of blockages in the way, picking up any any niggles, or was it just kind of smooth sailing the whole way through? Um, so that year, yeah, twenty seventeen was we had one target really, to be honest, and it was to get ready for the European under twenties. So we were able to say, right, I've got every chance of. Of getting the qualifying standard we we're very very confident that i'd be able to do that so we we would have wrote in the day whatever it was end of july and just work back from there all the way back to september and we were able to plan the whole way through so we could peak at the final of the european under 20 championships which is what i was able to do that was when i ran my fastest time so everything i did that year was just preparing for the championships so yeah taking up those national titles obviously is still a huge goal but they were merely just stepping stones to to getting ready for the European under twenties. And as I said, you know, when you can win your national title and then it's what what's the next step? Is it was the European under twenty. So to get the confidence of winning a few national underage titles that year, just uh, it brought me forward then, yeah, to go to Belgium and our target was to get the qualifying standard and I ended up running uh, skipping my PB by over a second. I was a forty eight zero runner. And I came out there that weekend with a 46.9 PB and probably top four in the European rankings under 20 that year. So then you're really looking at now, right, we got two months to get ready for the championships um, to be right up there. And it was a very, very competitive championships. Obviously, would have liked to win it, would have liked to have a medal. Sixth place um, with a 46.54 was probably as good as it was going to get. At, you know, if you asked me at the start of the year, you know, what's the absolute maximum you can do? It was probably going to be a 46.5. So it was one of those races where, yeah, you're going to be disappointed. Uh, you're targeting a medal or targeting a gold medal all year um, to come with sixth place. But um, I, I can say at those championships, I gave it everything and I probably couldn't have ran faster on the day. Yeah, definitely. And like, would that have been your first kind of European championships? I know it was under 20, but in, would that have been your first European championships in an Irish vest? It was, yeah, yeah. So... Um, I am a championship runner and, you know, you'd see that with the nationals. I, I like to raise my game under the pressure. So I went there, you know, yeah, it was my first European championships, but it was something that I was going to relish. So I remember going into the heat in, on day one, you know, it was 35 degrees, you know, big pressure, but I absolutely loved it. We, we got a nice win in the heat. Then I was put in a very, very tough semi-final um, and I was able to, to grind out a win there. It was a very, very close finish and um, I finished strong in that race went into the final then you know it was a hot race there was probably seven people in the final that thought right i can i can win this this one today and you know credit to the italian you know he had his home support behind him and he rose to that occasion on, on the day and i couldn't have i couldn't have ran faster um as well and to come away with a national record as well i suppose was a bonus the national under 20 record which was probably as well a, a target at the start of the year so to, to still have that as well and um it was shared by two people who I respect in Brian Gregan and Gordon Kennedy. Um, so to take it from two top class athletes like that as well, you know, I was able to to go home with something at least. 
yeah definitely and i know you were mentioning like yeah winning the indoor and outdoor nationals was what was great but it was really just preparing for the under 20 european championships but do you think kind of getting them wins uh acro- like across the board during that season kind of gave you a little bit more momentum and confidence going into the european championships or did it really help at all and you were just fully focused on the championships themselves no it helped absolutely because they're the championships is the final so that's what you know you're going to replicate the the kind of championship experience in those national underage you know there's still massive pressure and national underage you know yourself what it's like everyone every young boy wants to win you know the all irelands and so to prepare you know you'll have your heat in your final there so that was every bit uh, as important preparation for that and yeah you just replicate and I, I like those kind of championships where you know the pressure is on and you have to raise your game it's a final it's if, if you don't perform here that's it um so i like that and so that um that experience certainly yeah brought me to the european under 20s because um i was able yet yeah, to, to perform my best over the three rounds there as well and yeah i'd certainly credit the national championships uh from that to get me ready yeah definitely definitely um kind of then moving on uh, into into your more senior prior career picking up your first ever uh, senior irish vest for the european team um it, and finishing second in the four by 400 meter relay so getting your first irish uh your first irish senior vest kind of how, how did that come about was it winning winning nationals or was it just kind of a, a selection after the you know display of talent that you showed over over the few years and that was uh, the team championships were quite early that year it was it was olympic year so it'll be similar this year they were before the national championships yeah. so nationals wouldn't have been uh, wouldn't have been a trial so it was based on actually my time at ifam my 46 run there would have got me onto that team and yeah i would have came yeah i was going in there as you know this young junior and three lads uh, i couldn't have asked for three better lads to share a relay team with in thomas Barr, mark english and brian gregan so um you know that was some team on on that day and for my first international you know you'd be a bit nervous for a senior international to say you'd be a bit nervous and especially in a relay you don't want to let anyone down and i was i was actually starting us from blocks and some bit of added pressure there with the start but you know these lads these experienced internationals in, in english greegan and bar were just telling me look we're with you all the way you you've you've had a good season you know we believe in you and all this and I, you know, I, I'd like to thank them for the words of encouragement. You know, young lad on his first international, you know, you're in the call room with, you know, the Borlays and, and all those lads are in there as well. So they really, you know, took me took me that day, uh, took me under their wing. And, you know, we got a nice run uh, as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, those lads certainly made it an easier experience. I'd say definitely picking up that second place medal really kind of, you know, not even took the pressure off, but kind of showed to yourself that, you know, you can be competing at a, you know, at an international senior level because, as you mentioned, the 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 international the national championships were later on in that year. So maybe you know there was a bit of you know speculation on how you may have performed at the early on in that in that season, especially you know jumping straight into your first senior Irish vest, kind of then getting that second place, kind of was probably a bit of a relief. Kind of then you were thinking, right, maybe I can. Or definitely, I can, you know, compete at a, a senior and international level. Yeah, yeah, to come home with a, with a good result for the team was certainly um, something something that was good and probably similar, took a similar mentality to to what we had at the World Relays last year. So we knew we knew back in Vassa, look, we have a good team here. You know, we might be Ireland, we might be a small nation, but when you put the four of us together on this team, 
there's every we've got every chance of doing things so we went on that day we believed that we could do it and same at, at world Rallies last week we just believed that yeah we have a good team out here and we can you know up our game from national championships but we if the four of us perform to our very best on the day or to our best ever then we'd be right up there and that was the same mentality um, and i think for a relay team you have to believe in yourselves and certainly we did that day and we certainly did last week as well yeah that team is is definitely no team to to write off um before a race you know you brian gregan mark english and uh thomas Barr. you know it's a it's a it's a serious team and a lot of athletes in there like you know thomas Barr and mark english who have competed at a world and into uh, and european level at a very very high standard so definitely not a team ever to to be writing off and these are definitely definitely up there um when it comes to you know individual and and relay races yeah um, and they they they've had the vast amount of experience and i suppose i was probably chucked in at the time they they were running together for years you know they would have been at the the beijing world championships the year before um, they would have been at the Zurich World Championship or European Championships in 2014, making the final. Um, you know, you had lads like Richard Morrissey and um, Brian Murphy on the team as well. So now, you know, you have this new lad coming through, and they're probably thinking, right, what can we expect of him? But they're absolutely fantastic on the day. And obviously, back a few years before, I'm looking up to them on the TV, running the relays or running their individual events. So you might be in awe, but you just have to look at the training and believe that. You know you belong here with these lads and yeah they were absolutely brilliant on the day thankfully definitely definitely um kind of your your hard work and the amount of wins and high caliber races that you were competing in kind of started to creep in down to the more you know educational side of things you could even say again to pick up a scholarship in lockborough i'm sorry if i absolutely butchered that name um university to to then study sports and exercise science so kind of how did that scholarship come about were you always looking into to pick up a scholarship or was it just kind of something that popped up and you just took the opportunity yeah so i i had i had a year out um as i said to prepare for the european under 20 so it also gave me a year to decide what i want to do the plan was always to go to england to challenge myself you know there, there were options in ireland there were good coaches good options in ireland such as the institute in dublin um, but I wanted to go overseas just to try and take myself to this next level. And Loughborough University has absolutely world-class facilities in every sport you can think of. You know, it's the training base of British athletics. You know, you've got your swimming, cricket, rugby, boxing, football, you name it. It's all here. Um, so I said, as well as that, you had David Gillick, the Irish 400-meter record holder. He came, he came over here to train. So I said, look, I want to challenge myself against better athletes to train with better athletes and I wanted to take my game to the next level so I didn't really come here to be honest for solely for the degree or anything I came here for the training to take that to the next level and that's always my ambition is to challenge myself against better athletes so I would have been training on my own in Sligo so it was a big change coming over to training you know with seasoned internationals over here and it was a big step up but I'm three four years into it now and thankfully you know it took me a couple of years to probably get settled in. I didn't run that fast uh, in my first couple of years here, but we made a few changes. There were a lot of learning curves made, and thankfully I'm at my best now. Yeah, definitely. And then kind of, you know, uh, a lot of people do go overseas for, for college um, on a scholarship to, to really, as you said, push the running to the next level. And could you feel kind of as soon as you got over there and, and start, you know, getting into the training that, 
over here, maybe in sessions and races, you'd be, you know, one to really, you know, all the competitors and spectators and coaches and whatnot would be really having their eye on you to then going over uh, to England to then be kind of like a small fish in a big pond or were you still kind of, you know, quite quite, quite someone up there who's definitely been challenging for positions and, and knocking the workouts out the park? Um, well, I came over there after the European under 20, so I would have had a bit of a reputation as, you know, being a talented junior. But we all know that means nothing. You know, you're going over there and there's lads like Martin Rooney who've, you know, been to how many Olympic Games and World Championships. Um, but, you know, he was someone, you know, I got in touch with before I went with as well. And, you know, he made sure everything was all right. And, yeah, yeah, you would be uh, obviously a big, a small fish in a big pond over here. And um, when, when I first came in, as obviously they're seasoned senior international global medalists training beside you every day. But you're just going to learn from them. And you want to get to their level. So the only way to, to get to their level is to learn from them and do the same things as they are and train, train with them. And, um, I got that experience early on. And, um, now, you know, if, if I was now a senior international now, and I seen some young boy coming over from Ireland, I'd do the same. I'd make sure, you know, he's, he's in the right place mentally, physically as well. And I'd show him, show him his way around. Like I was showing around, thankfully, you know? Yeah, definitely. And in terms of kind of, pushing yourself and getting to that next level, kind of, you know, your experience over in England, could you really feel like you did get to push yourself and, and get to that next level? Yeah, because, you know, in Ireland, obviously, it's a smaller field. You're probably racing the same lads all the time. Um, and I, I was training on my own in Sligo, so I really wanted to, to push myself more. So I got myself into a very competitive training group and such of lads every day. So, you know, they're all equally as motivated as I am. So if you go in any day and, and you're not on it then you're going to get found out you know you're you'll you'll get your arse handed to you to to put it mildly in training so you need to be on it every day and that forces you to have your preparation right and you know that's that's the environment you want to be in yeah definitely and did that kind of translate then into much races over in england where you could kind of start seeing that you're getting up the ranks and seeing some success over there yeah yeah um the obviously again the com competition is is tough over here but and then what i like yeah you, you race probably a few faster lads over here but then you go back to to nationals having you know been uh, have had that experience running against faster lads and you know you can back yourself then you know hopefully to use that experience and those learning curves you know running against some top top lads over here or, or some top guys abroad to take that then to nationals and try and use that experience that you've you've gained to to obviously perform at your best when you come back to ireland because at the end of the day you, you want to perform still in, i'm an i'm an irish athlete and i, I want to perform my best every year at the national championships yeah 100 percent. and kind of you know when when people are talking about you know people's careers and people racing they're always talking about you know how they're winning and you know all, all the really really good things but in terms of, you know, going over, you know, either it's to England or to America to improve as an athlete, you're, you're going to have these these major losses probably for a long time or for, for a short time. And do you think picking up these losses in on a bigger stage kind of really does motivate you and give you that experience then to push even harder to then just being maybe if you were back home in Ireland winning week in, week out? Yeah, I think so. If, if you're just winning week in, week out, you're probably idling. You, you know, you want to up see what you can do against against some bigger names bigger lads um so my first two years here to be honest was was disappointing i didn't uh, i didn't pb for two years here 
Um, so I was humbled by that experience. So I came home for a few months. We sat down. We talked about absolutely everything. We we analyzed every possibility of a new coach. You know, I would have considered your man on the street. You know, yeah. we we just we wrote down every single coach who was a possibility. We spoke to everyone. And thankfully now, you know, I'm with a coach, Mike Baker, who took me on last year. I was able to get loads of PBs under him last year. Um, and that was off the back of lockdown training as well. So we're hoping now with a full year of training that I'll be able to show more improvement this summer. Um, but certainly, yeah, the first two years um, were, were disappointing here. And you'd always look back and say it's motivating because you just don't want to go there again, you know. Definitely, it's not it's not a great uh, place to be, and I think also that winning feeling is is so addicting that you just want to be feeling that every time you race. So yeah, no, that's what I mean. Kind of having that experience of of losing then makes even the winning that little bit better, and then obviously gives you probably you know there, there could be two people that can handle the the losing. You can have the people that get demotivated and think they're not good enough, and then you have the people that you know kind of use it as as mo motivation or momentum to to kind of really use it in your training to then push on forward. So um, it's it's obviously good to see that you you used it in your training to then eventually reach that next level. And we, we see that then when you came back to Ireland for a few races um, over your time when you were still over in England, obviously, but then coming back for your, your first uh, national senior and getting your first national senior uh, title over the first uh, over the 400 metres. So does that race kind of hold a, a special place in your heart? Because I know running... It, winning a, a national title at a senior level is kind of the pinnacle over here of 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 running, which then kind of shows that you're then able to represent Ireland on a much bigger stage. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, to be honest, um, it's all well and good winning your national underage titles, but you know to win the senior one was special, and you know you have your family there in the crowd and your friends at home or family who can't make it. They would have been all watching on TV. You know, would have been live on RTE, obviously. Um, so to win that day, I yeah, was certainly special. I, I, I'm not sure I might have been 19, 19 or 20 on the day as well. And to, to get the first senior title is is always a day you'll never forget for sure. And that year as well, it was sort of a, as well a, a trial for the Berlin European Championship. So again, I needed to show what I can do on that day because I wanted to obviously go to the European Championships in Berlin and that amazing stadium. That was a big goal that year. And so a lot of pressure again on that day to perform. So thankfully that all went well. And, and, you know, the selectors were able to say, right, he's, he's ready. We're going to give him uh, the, the experience at the Europeans a couple of weeks later. And that, you know, what was that experience like, you know, your first, uh, your first senior international, you know, championships representing Ireland for the first time on the, on the senior level in Berlin in the 400 and four by 400. Obviously, you know, you did have that experience with senior athletes, you know, in, um, in when you went over in the Europeans at, at, at an under 20 level so kind of did you feel like you had that little bit more experience especially from from the first time and maybe the pressure wasn't as high as such and you kind of were a bit more relaxed because of the amount of experience you had going over yeah it was you know at this stage now yeah I've been running for Ireland enough times already I had no reason to be nervous but um the the occasion was absolutely fantastic um you know, you would you would have had seventy thousand, eighty thousand people there every day at the Olympic Stadium in Berlin with all the history behind it. And you know, I, I was I think at the time I was the second or third youngest person in the whole championships. Probably only you know probably Jakob Ingebrigtsen was probably only younger than me at the championships. Um, 
or a few others, you know, like those. And very few people, unlike unless you're an Inge Britson who went and, and won that, that week, would go straight from junior level to senior level and start winning titles. So I got a bit of a humbling, uh, I wouldn't say loss. I would have been finished mid-pack in the heat with a season's best. So it was something to shout about still. Um, but I wasn't at the level to to be competing for medals or competing for finals. It was mere just for just for experience, and uh, I, I gained a lot of experience, obviously, to to run the relay then as well. We ran okay there. Um, so now it's when I go back to the European Championships next year, it's it's certainly not to get knocked out in the heat. Um, I've had that experience. You're probably allowed one one of those, and now it's a case of can we get to the final? You know, at the next Europeans, and what can we do at the final? And um, because yeah, that that experience that I had running in the big stadium with the massive crowd now, um, you'll take that on for the next time. Yeah, definitely. Because at an international stage, you kind of everyone's trying to be there. You know, when you do really need to be performing to kind of claim your spot each year or each time. You know, there's an international race and. You don't want to just as well to be there to be making up the numbers in the heat. You want to get out of the heat, get into the final and kind of really be challenging for medals. So, um, yeah, did you kind of then, uh, kind of like when you were over, when uh, being over in England, um, like you are now, kind of, did you use that then uh, after your first senior European Championships in Berlin to put it into your training and then kind of, you know, focus then ahead on, on, on your next international race? It does, yeah, because, you know, when you're there at the Europeans and you get knocked out in the heat, albeit it was expected, I ran fine, I ran a season's best, all, all well and good, but then, you you know, you see lads like Thomas who who got a, a bronze medal at the championships and you're like, right, how do I get to that level? You know, I want, I want that to be me in the future. So certainly, yeah, you go home and you're like, right, you know, there's a few years ahead. Um, so when, you know, when I'm Thomas's age or, you know, you're in a few years time, you know, you want to be right up there with that fellas, those fellas. And I said at the time, you know, it was experience for me at those championships, but the next time, you know, there's no excuses and you need to, you know, use that. And yeah, as you said, go back into training and your aim then is to be right up there with the lads who are beating you comfortably. Yeah, definitely. As you mentioned, you kind of only get the, the one year of experience and then there's, there's no really excuses left. You kind of then yeah. just need to show up and, and, and really start performing which obviously we'll get into you, you really did even then in 2019 uh, back on on a national level you know um w- retaining retaining your uh your title over the 400 meters in 2019 with the w- with the you know pretty it was a pretty iconic race with the with the dive at the end of the uh, at the end of the race so kind of then retaining that title you know you can you can win it once which is obviously a really really good experience but then you need to need to back it up as well so i'd say you know retain your title really did possibly felt better than getting it the first time because it really proved maybe not even to everyone else but to yourself that you really are you know one of the best in the country at what you do and you deserve to be racing at a high international level yeah there's probably more of a story as well behind that race than just the the famous photo finish (laughs) um in, on a personal level because i was running that was actually my worst year of running up until that race um i went to the european under 23 championships Um, i ran was knocked out in the heat ran 48 seconds you know well 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 below my best um so that was a huge disappointment so i was going to end my season there where I, this was july and we said look let's just end the season here let's start winter training next month let's get a big winter training and get ready for a big year next year that was the plan 
But I did a couple of sessions and I said, look, I I can go here and we can, we can, yeah, we can end the season and hand over the national title to someone else. I didn't have to turn up to Nashville. I was in terrible form and probably everyone was going to say, no, he's going to lose, whatever. But I, I had a bit of hunger in me and I said, look, I want to go to Santry and I want to try and defend this title, albeit I'm running terrible. Um, so we made that decision after a couple of training sessions. We said, right, we're going to go to Santry and we're going to try and defend this title. Look, we're just going to give it everything. And I couldn't have been under more pressure that race, you know, the final 100 metres, obviously, um, was I had to keep all my composure in the world, you know, and 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 just having that confidence then to to, def, to defend my national title. I ended up then going to European team championships, running season's best. And then at the end of the season, I was back to my best with an equal personal best. So we made a couple of changes, yeah, after European under-23s, but it was also a case of perseverance and just stick at it and believe and, yeah, we could have easily ended the season. No one, there would have been no questions asked. You know, people said, "Yeah, that's understandable," but we said, "Look, we're going to keep plowing on here." And um, you know, that was that was a year that I won't forget because um, I could have thrown in the towel, but we 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 knuckled down, and you know, I got three races out of it. I got the nationals, I got the European team championships, and then I went to Brussels with an equal personal best, which probably a bit of faith there as well. You know. Yeah, definitely. So. So t- thank God you didn't, uh, as you mentioned, throw in the towel and uh, and give up retaining your 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 national title. Because even though you knew yourself, maybe you you weren't having the best season you know you've ever had before. But kind of then, kind of not even fighting for the the title then in the race, even if you'd race and lost it, would probably been better than just watching the race and seeing your title then eventually just drift away from you. Would have probably. Would have definitely, I'd say, been been ten times worse than getting back into the race and eventually retaining your title. So, um, yeah, it's obviously really, really great to end up and and at the end of it all, we did get quite an iconic race in terms of national championships with the with the dive and the photo finish. So, um, really, really nothing you can complain about there. Yeah, yeah, it's very true what you said. You know, if I was sitting at home watching watching someone, you know, try and take your title and you can't do anything about it, that would have been, you know, a nightmare. So. I had to go there, um, you know, I had my days of disappointment after the European under-23s, you know, tears were shed, whatever, but we sat down, we made we made some changes, so I went in there with a little bit more confidence, but there would have still been people saying on the day, look, O'Donnell is vulnerable, whatever, he's not going to win today, um, so I used that as well as a bit of motivation, because there was plenty of people who said I had no chance, um, so that probably made it sweet as well, um, and then obviously you're, you're almost kickstarting your season then after that the confidence you get then just just set me up because i ran then considerably faster you know went from obviously running 48 seconds at the european under 23s to a month later running 46 and a half seconds so it's a confidence game and certainly um you know i had to go through a tough time at the nationals um it was a very very tough race but to come out the other side then um it just shows that confidence uh, you know is key as well a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and uh, kind of moving on now to to really more recently the the world relays. You know, um, we were talking previously in the episode where, you know, you start off, you get your first psyops, and you want your next Irish rest, and you want to be wor- running at a European level, then a, 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 an Olympic level, and then a, a a world level. So kind of this is this is kind of the start. Obviously, there in the world relays, you booked your ticket then off to the Olympics, but in terms of a world championship level, this is kind of 
would you say like a nice start and a nice basis to go off in terms of you know having experience on a world championship uh, world championship level and then obviously then at the end of the day you know booking your ticket to tokyo yeah it was but there was probably no time to say look we're using this for experience or whatever we came there with a big big goal something we we're targeting for over a year now you know we we had a disappointment last year of having the olympics cancelled um you know, we probably lost a year of our careers last year, which is very disappointing. So to make up for it this time and, and to qualify for the Olympics made that even more special. So we went there. I wouldn't say I was thinking about experience or anything like that. I was solely focused on getting our top eight finish. And, you know, to finish fourth was probably beyond anyone's expectations. While, while this, we, we all believed that we had a great chance and we had a great team that we we're going with, probably under the radar in terms of other countries because... We never ran together before. We were one of the lowest seeds. Therefore, we were drawn in the toughest semi-final. So we had all that going against us. But, um, you know, our team meetings were fantastic. The four of us really bought into it. And I just went there on the day and I looked to, to the three guys next to me, Charlene, Phil and Thomas. And I just said, look, I have every confidence in you guys. And I hope you've got confidence in me. And I believe that we have, we're going here with every chance. We're not just making up the numbers. We're not just using it as experience or whatever. Um, and the four of us performed to our very best, if not our best ever on the day. And that's what you need. Changeovers went well. And um, yeah, fourth was to come forth overall on Saturday night, you know, was uh, something something that was beyond our expectations. A hundred percent. And kind of look, we could sit here and we could talk about, oh, did you have a race plan? How did this go during the race and how did that go? But you know, a lot of people watch the race and a lot of people know about that. I, can't, I I think what I want to know about anyway, and I'm sure what a lot of people want to know is kind of that feeling that you just realised that you've made an Olympic Games and you've booked your ticket to the Olympics. Kind of what is that feeling like? And especially for your first one, for your, for your very first Olympic Games, which, which it will be for you, kind of. What is that feeling like? Oh, sure. You can see the smiles on our faces in, in the videos, I'm sure. This feeling was unbelievable. So... When I'm done my first leg, I'm just shouting and praying every time one of one of us goes past, you know. And we're in, we're in third, we're we're probably in second or third place after me, very close to to first. And Phil gets us around the bend in first place. Charlene, you know, keeps us in first place as well. And Thomas hangs on to a really important third spot. Um. So when when they, when we crossed the line, I seen three sixteen on the clock. We we knew from the first two heats. The first two heats were were quite slow there was 3.17.9 that we had to beat so when I seen our time was 3.16.8 I knew that we'd qualified but I still and you can see from the pictures as well you know Brazil won the race and the cameras were on them for probably you know only a few seconds they went straight to Ireland and they really seen the story unfolding of us waiting and waiting because while I said yeah I I was confident that we had qualified you never know in relays and I said I'm not going anywhere until I see this big queue on the scoreboard with our name because with disqualifications, whatever, the timing system, malfunctions, whatever, I, I wanted to see the confirmation. So that's why we were standing there as four and, and the cameras came over to us. And then when you see your name, Ireland, come up in, in the fourth position with a cue beside it, uh, we couldn't contain our emotions then. We just went crazy. And, yeah, it's probably it's it's funny to watch back. Probably the cameras really enjoyed it and they made a nice few videos out of it as well. They could see the story unfolding and, they could see what it meant to us which was meant absolutely everything yeah it's funny you mentioned actually the the videos they made out there was a few on the world athletics tiktok european athletics and uh, also the thumbnail of the 
the replay of the relay race, I'm pretty sure it was uh, you and the team all, you know, together after. It was either after or before the race. So they did really see the, the passion mm-hmm. there because, you know, they'd, you have some teams that maybe have been in the Olympics many times or they just maybe don't have as much passion or, you know, they're, they're just used to it. Then they, they seen a team like uh, your team and, and, and the passion that was really shown and, and, and they took a lot from that and they wanted to, to kind of show that passion as well to yeah. everyone watching at home. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's been, a, you know, it's been too long before, Ireland, it's been too long since Ireland's had a relay team qualify for the Olympics. You know, the lads had absolute heartbreak in Amsterdam when they were trying to qualify for the Rio Olympics um thomas was would have been part of that team so to he got a bit of redemption there as well which is fantastic and then in myself phil and charlene's case our first olympic games to have that um to qualify for that um means something special as well so um and there was the outside influence of teams you know probably didn't think oh ireland have no chance today but we believed in ourselves and then to prove all of those doubters wrong um probably you know you could see that in our faces as well and it just meant everything and we you the support at home was absolutely fantastic there would have been loads of irish flags there in the stadium i'm sure our families would have been over but we were overwhelmed by the support at home and that drove us on as well it has to be said a hundred percent and it'll be it'll be the exact same then in tokyo and um, whether there can be fans there or not i'm not too sure um i'm not pretty i'm sure no one is is too sure it's all pretty uncertain at the moment but for for me anyway and i'm for sure for a lot of people um at home and, and watching that race we we really do wish you all the best of luck kind of just then to wrap this episode up i know you have a few national titles to 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 retain you have a few you know records to to keep or uh or break and obviously a few pbs to break and obviously um the olympics now that will hopefully go smoothly then this year but in terms of overall kind of what's your what's your plan looking like what's the goal for you know the near future or or, or the, the the years ahead kind of what's what's your top process with, with all of that yeah so i'm still very focused you know the worst thing i can do now is say oh my spot in the team is secured blah 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 you know there would have been lads watching there last weekend who says i want to now be part of this team so i have a challenge now to keep my place and it's a challenge that i'm certainly looking forward to so I'm working my socks off for the next two months to make sure I keep my place on that team. So um, I've had absolutely no time to get carried away with with last week because if if we do get complacent, then you know someone's going to take your place. So I'm going to now pick up some individual races abroad in June, you know, three or four, um, as well as trying to defend my national title as well. Um, that's the plan. I'm not looking too too far ahead past the Olympics this year. Obviously, you have your goals and. You know, years to come is you know win medals for Ireland uh, on the world stage, European stage, break the national senior record would be a target of mine as well. But um, I'm just thinking now of keeping my spot and becoming an Olympian. I'm not thinking uh, you know past this summer. Yeah, definitely. So use the Olympics as as something to train for and not something to kind of let you sit back and relax, which is um, which is hopefully going mm-hmm. to then allow you to perform in these individual races the nationals and then obviously the elusive olympic games um later on this summer um it's been really really great having you on the podcast i've really really enjoyed it chris and um yeah i really do appreciate you taking the time to, to come on yeah thanks million killing absolute pleasure anytime great chat perfect we'll probably have you on then after after the olympic games and uh see how see how things are going yeah hopefully all goes well fingers crossed from now till then and yeah i'll certainly certainly be back on and let you know 
perfect. So uh, for anyone watching and listening at home, I really appreciate it. And I'll see you all next time. Bye.